Hey, Rob, welcome back. Let's talk million dollar careers. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Greg? I am. Uh, I am good. I am uh, like like most of the world. I'm sitting on the edge of CNN and Fox News and Wall Street Journal and you know the, the Ukraine situation and uh, what a bunch of chaos in the world. Um, yeah, it's it's freaking crazy. It's a yeah. It's an unfortunate situation, and uh, it just goes to show you it can happen anywhere. But you know, you, you think about Zelensky in Ukraine, and the guy. You, you talk about somebody who has risen to the top as a leader. I mean, you know, the world is looking at him and going, oh, my God, where did this guy come out of? And he is now, you know, everybody in the world, you know, business people, government, everybody's looking at this guy going, where the hell did he come from? And how do I be like him? You know, he's standing up. He's motivating. He's, he's you know, he's, you know, he's doing everything a good leader should be doing in the world and people are taking notice. You know, I think it is. I think it's because he's doing what's right. He's doing the right thing. I think doing the right thing for a lot of different reasons is very difficult now for a lot of people. Uh, and he's simply doing the right thing. Yeah. Everybody wants to do the right thing. So that's why everybody looks at him. It's like, wow, this guy really is doing the right thing. Yeah. But you know, it kind of plays into, I was, I was down at a conference a couple months ago and I threw away my speech. I was supposed to speak for 45 minutes. I think it's 45 minutes, half hour. I ended up going 45 minutes. And for two days before that, I listened to a bunch of CEOs come up and tell me, man, we're having a hard time finding the right people. How do we find the right people? And ultimately what I did was I threw away my speech and threw away whatever I was going to talk about. I just said, all right, guys, the world is changing. The world has changed. And I learned a lot. You know, Maddie, my daughter, she rocks it. You know, Maddie yeah. is, you know, Mad's Amazing. diabetic. Mad's diabetic. Since she was seven years old, she was, she was diagnosed with diabetes. And now she's like, not quite a 4-0 student, but a, yeah, 375 student in nursing school. And the one thing she can't stand is group projects. She hates group projects. And Why? Because you get a group project, two people do all the work. You get you get a group of six people, two college kids do all the work because they need the A. They got to have the A, right? Yeah. And then you got the other people who are like, I don't care. It's Benyana time. I'm gonna go off to a tennis tournament. I'll, uh, you know, I'll do it. You know, I'll do my portion on the side of the, you know, on the the side of the tennis court in between, in between matches. You got other people who are at the bar. You got other people that just don't care. Oh yeah, I'll get it to you the day before it's all due. You know, whatever. But then you always have one or two people in that group who absolutely need the A. They're not going to sit around and wait for everybody else. So what do they end up doing? They just take on all the work. Yeah. And like there's the people everywhere in the world, there's somebody who needs the A, be it a single mom who's got a couple of kids that she wants to put through college, or somebody who just wants to rise up, or somebody who just can't stand mediocrity. You seeing the same thing? In every organization that I've ever been affiliated with, and I played competitive college basketball, I played on a lot of sports teams after college, and uh, I've always been amazed at how uh, uh, sports, and you mentioned Maddie playing sports, uh, really is a microcosm of the business world. And it's the same story. You, you get five people, there's always two that are doing all the work. The other three are slackers. And 
what I think about this is in the current context of this candidate-driven market that we keep hearing about, mm-hmm. it's a candidate's market. These candidates are getting greedy. I tell them, yeah, it's a candidate-driven market. If you're an A player, it's right. a candidate-driven market. If you're if you're not an A player, it's the same song and dance that you've been used to. No <laughs> one's interested. But yeah, if you're an A player, yeah, it's a candidate-driven market, and you can make a lot more money now. So yep. you've got to be an A player. Yeah. The world needs people who can either do two things, make them money or save them money. Right, exactly. If you can't come in and make somebody, you have 10 seconds, the time it takes, not even 10, five seconds, the time it takes to get the, from the 10th to 11th floor in an elevator to explain to somebody how you're going to make them money or how you're going to save them money. If you can't do that, you're overhead. And, you know, and the other thing is, you know, everyone's kind of looking for that cultural fit. I used to, you know, I like to describe myself as trying to find candidates who have a personality and an outlook that's in direct alignment with the client's corporate culture and their strategic vision. It's all about match because everyone's hired for what they've done, but they're fired for who they are. The who yep. is the big is the big deal. And that's where the A player comes in. A lot of people that had the skills, a lot of people have the experience. It's all in the attributes, man. Exactly what you said. Grit, leadership, insight, curiosity. Yep. How do you it's get along a- with people? Interpersonal, interpersonal skills. I mean, that's what that's what an A player is. It first, it, it's got to be grit. I, I mean, I've talked to Maddie several times. The woman has grit, man. You 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 can just tell. It's like right. uh, I am going to accomplish my goals no matter what. Yep. Limitations I have, diabetes, whatever it is. I mean, we all have, you know, uh, limitations, probably her more than most people. And I respect and admire her for that. But she breathes fire, man. Every time I talk to her, I get inspired because I know she's going to accomplish she's, what she sets out to do. You just she's know. always got a she's always got a smile on her face. Yeah, exactly. She's intellectually curious. As you and I are on this thing now, you may have just heard the ding on my phone. She is studying. She is watching with bated breath as to what's going on in Ukraine. She's very astute in world affairs, you know, and, and, but you know, what's interesting is she comes home with me. She comes home from nursing, you know, nursing school. She's getting her BS in nursing. She comes home and she's like, man, did you know that the body, this, you know, holy crap, I didn't know that. No. So, you know, the thing is, it's like, yeah, I love it because she's very curious, but I think about like, you, know, you, you think of the social media of the world today and you're going, oh, look, there's two types of people. There's the ones that are out there crying. I want the government to pay my student loans. Or there's the people who are like, I need a better job so I can pay my student loans. Right. Yeah. I'm hiring choice B. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the person I'm hiring. They're, they got a goal. And, and I think about from a hiring standpoint, a couple of things that companies should be asking. Do you need the ad? Do you need the ad? What's your motivation? What's your goal? Hey, man, you know, I did a blog last week that's getting a lot of uh, traction. It's called The Courage of a Lion. I don't know if you saw it. but I did see that, people, yes. People can go to my website and see that. MRFairfax.com. Uh, MRFairfax.com. You're right. Thanks for the plug. But, I mean, it's called The Courage of a Lion. And I did a podcast, too. It's a story of Kim Smith. Kim Smith has been a single mom raising her her two kids. 
as an account manager in an insurance in, in various insurance organizations. And I've known Kim for a long time. And I kept telling my clients, this lady is the perfect salesperson. All she needs is a chance, you know, yep. but, you know, because she's got a high school education, she can go to college and have the certificate. You know, they come up with a million reasons why they don't trust her to be a salesperson. I finally found a client on Virginia Beach. I said, this is an A candidate, undiscovered. You got to give her a chance. And she's kicking ass and taking names later. She specializes in the trucking industry. You know, she has a humble background. She's got a really thick Southern accent. She, she knows how to charm people. She's really laid back. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? The truckers? The truckers would love this person just to talk to her on the phone. You yeah, know? no doubt, right? And she's killing it. That Everybody, she's getting like referral on, on top of referral. And on top of all this stuff, she's very, very detailed and organized. And, and she knows how to process new business. She knows the claims part of it. She knows every part of the insurance proposal. And she's killing it. And mm -hmm. I can't believe it. I'm so happy for her. But this lady had a lot of courage. She gave up a relatively you know, decent paying job, a salary position to take a commission only position as a sales. She took a risk, you know, it's, a, it's amazing, man. She's an A player. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, the guy that always impresses me and I'm always, and, and he, I, I, I've known him for 35 years. Well, since 1987. So what's that? You know, 35 years. You know, who I'm going to talk about. Yeah. 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 It's Jack Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jack was a guy when he was in his early 20s, mid 20s, you just looked at him and said, this guy is driven. He needs the, uh, he'd start to see problems and he'd start fixing problems. And he started fixing problems and then, then intellectually curious. When he got out of the Navy, he was very curious about the internet yeah. then. And he yeah. understood the internet before anybody understood the internet. And then, you know, he, he, he you know, a couple yes. of you ran a couple companies, a couple startups, found his way in life. And now he's got, he just got a hundred million dollar investment for his current company. And I'm, I'm always impressed with him because he's just a driven dude. I'm like, how do you find five of those guys? How do you find five? I know. Jacks? Yeah. When I met uh, Jack, I had the same feeling about this guy. He's just like super smart, but he had, a, he had all the other attributes. You know, a lot of people that are like super smart, don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to get along with people. There's no leadership. Jack had the whole package. Plus, yeah. on top of that, he was gritty. You could tell, no matter, as he achieved more and more success, he would get more grittier. Yep. If that's a word. Yep. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember him coming out to cable and wireless. And uh, this was 1999, I think it was. And everybody was trying to figure out how to monetize content. And he came out and he, I was sitting down with him and he goes, here's how you do it, man. He took a napkin and mapped what people use today to deliver mm -hmm. content at the, at, at the last mile near your house, like gaming. How do you deliver gaming? How do you monetize gaming? Well, Jack had to figure it out before anybody else had even thought about it. Yep. And, but he was intellectually curious. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the key. And you talk about, you know, it's like the A player. What does the A player look like? They, they don't suffer fools. They don't, they don't, you know, it's like, hey, look, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, now I feel bad for the college kids because they, 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 you can't really fire your partner in the, in the group project. You know, yeah. if you got six, five, if you got a team of six and, you know, professor puts them all together, you really can't fire them. So what do you do? You, you, you have to just pick up the slack. And do it. But in business, hey, look, 
if you're going to make me do your work, you know, I'm just going to push you under a bus and, yeah. do, you know, and do it. And yeah, that's, but that's what, uh, those are the, those are the people I'm loving right now. Just people are like, Hey, look, I just want to know more. I want to do more. I want to know more. I want to see how far I can ride the train. Here's some and, other advice I would give some A players out there. If you're an A player, I would try and take a position or be in a position of a company where you have physical access to your headquarters. Because I'm finding now that the people that are gravitating towards leadership positions are the people that show up at the yep. office. The guys and gals who are thinking to themselves, man, well, this working remotely is great, man. I'm, I'm getting up, working in my pajamas. I'm getting all my work done. And, and they are. A lot of people are, are actually more productive remotely. But the problem is you're not putting yourself in leadership positions. I agree. So the people that are actually, maybe not every day, but are going in a couple of times a week, pressing the flesh with the CEO, CFO, conducting meetings, performing leadership activities. You know, um, those are the people that if you're an A player, that's where you want to position yourself because that's how you're going to get to the top now. I agree. A lot of people out there sitting on the sidelines. I, I agree. Where do you learn? The, where do you learn the most stuff? I mean, you learn the most stuff around the water cooler, coffee pot. You, keep, you bounce some ideas around. You know, it's hard to, you know, look, Slack is a great tool. But it's hard to communicate on Slack. You know, it's hard to, uh, you know, you can't, it, you know, people can't see emotions on the screen. Yeah. You know, people can't see, you know, people can't see emotion in, a, in an email. The emotion of the email takes on the tone that they feel, you know, as they're reading it. Either they, yeah, it could be, it could be a very benign message and they get all, yeah, but I agree with you. If you want to be a leader, you got to show up as a leader. You can't be absentee yeah. you know, doing it from, you know, Mr. Zelensky over in Ukraine. I need ammunition, not a ride. <laughs> I'm not going to go to Poland. I'm not going to go to Poland and lead my country from afar. I'll just go right there in the middle of it and be with them. Right. That's, that's a great example. That's a that's great it. leadership example. Yeah. Like, hey, look, I'm going to go put on a flak jacket and a helmet or, and, and pick up a weapon, and we're going to go defend this country together. I'm going to go lead it. You know, if I get killed, I get killed. But that's leadership. Sometimes, you know, leaders get killed sometimes. I mean, it's just the way it is, but you got to show up. Yeah. Now, the A so, player is uh, it's an interesting topic. And, and when I hear A player, I think, uh, man, if you're an A player now, you have an unbelievable opportunity, actually, much more so now. Because a lot of people just aren't showing up. And there's a lot more slackers now than there were two or three years ago. Yeah. There's a lot of slackers out there. I don't know what the numbers are, but if you're an A player, I mean, like Maddie, you know, it, it is true. When you're in college, you'll be doing stuff you don't want to do, covering for other people. But once it gets to the business world, it's a meritocracy. Ultimately, Absolutely. it's a meritocracy. And ultimately, yeah. if you're that A player, you have a, a better chance now than ever before. Yeah. To achieve the leadership position because there's just a lot of slacking and uh there's a lot of people just not showing up in the office yeah you know i think they i think you know it's it's you and i've talked about the great resignation and then you've talked we've talked about the great realization and i think there's going to be a, a lot of self you know there's going to be a lot of introspect it's like look there are people out there who want to work because they just you know they want i don't know if it's they're sort of half in a career it's it's 
Yeah, they work to live. They don't work, live to work. And look, everybody, you know, and that's fine. If, if you're you know, mid-level and you want to work from home and you want to make 100 grand a year, or, you know, whatever, and, you know, you're, you want to be in at nine and out at five, that's great. You know, that's great. Hold up your hand, but but be but if you're going to be nine to five, be very good nine to five, and you'll forever have exactly what you want, which is a nine to five hundred thousand dollar a year job, right? Just round numbers. But there are people that just can't handle. I want to be nine to five. They want to be. They're driven. And the people wow. that are the people that are driven are the ones that are going to be like, hey, look, I will show up. I will shut up. I will learn. I will you know, yeah. give my opinion. You know, I think well, there's only two are, kinds of people. Bosses and tough owners and tubs. Exactly, man. You know, <laughs> A players become owners, you know. Yep. That's the ultimate is, is to become an owner of something, both figuratively in terms of extremely owning what you do to actually <laughs> becoming an owner. Right. And you and I are owners, you know. I've always felt like in, in today's day and age, if you're an A player, truly an A player. You may be able to rise to the top into corporate America, but I still think ultimately you want to be an you want to be an actual owner of your own business because that yeah. is the only security and safety that you have to protect you and your family. Just ask people at GE, you know. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, people, yeah. I mean, you have people at GE, you have people at other big companies and Boeing. Yeah, Boeing. Um, yeah, they're all they've been there 25, 30 years, and all of a sudden now I, I yeah, I had a fellow that was at uh Big helicopter company up in Connecticut, Sikorsky Helicopter. And he'd been there 30 years. He he'd gotten to a good leadership position. Yeah, gotten a good leadership position, but he wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. And his first question was to me, he goes, Did I stay too long? Yeah, exactly. My answer back to him was, Dude, look, I like you. He's a good, smart guy, he's a very you know, smart, <clears throat> driven guy. I'm going, look, here's your challenges. So your challenges is, are going to be your ability to think. Tell people, show people that you can think outside of the big company that is Sikorsky. Yeah. You know, can you go to a small company and think small company? Can you change your, you know, you've been ingrained in a culture that of that is, can you change? Now the onus is on you to show people how you can do that and, and talk to them in an interview because they're going to look at you and go, dude, you've been, you've been here 30, you were there 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, so you know, look, everybody's got value the way I, everybody has value, but ultimately it's like, Hey, if you want to make that change, it's, you got to figure out how can I show my value to people outside of the organization I'm in? Yeah. You no. Know? And that's, yeah, that's, you know, I don't know. If, that's what I've been telling people a lot. Show them how you can make money, show them how you can save money, show them how you can drive a different culture. You know, institute great business processes that are going to take a company to the next level. Yeah. And then show leadership. And show leadership. It's got to be a rising tide, you know. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, I, you know, well, that's good, man. Eight cool. Players. A players, find the, uh, find the person who needs the A. Are we A players, you think? You and me? Um, you know, what I do you don't know. Think? Yeah. Well, look, I think you and I are unique. I don't think I, you know, if if you wanted me in a big company, I would struggle. Yeah, I'd just yeah. be very candid. I'd be very candid. I know myself. I'm very self-aware. 
And if I were if I were to try to work in a big company, I would struggle. I do better off either on my own or in small. The where I've done the best in my life is in small companies and small organizations where I could put a lot, put my hands into a lot of pies, and make stuff happen. If I'm in a very big bureaucratic organization, I'm probably not the person that you want. A lot of it, yeah. A lot of it has to do with uh, really, you know, a self-examination mm-hmm. that would lead to a self-realization. Because I think the sooner people can figure out honestly, look in the mirror, here's who I am. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. So. I think about now. Now go back to question: Am I an A player? I make a lot of money. I have great con. I've I got great clients. I'm respected in my business. So yeah, in some ways, I am. But you take me out of my element, I'm probably a B or C. Yeah. Now I think that's kind of where people got to figure out for themselves and go, what's the where, where would I really thrive? Yes, exactly. And and companies that are hiring them going, are this will this person thrive in my organization? Yeah. And you know what? That's where coaching comes in, executive and also life coaching. Do you take your client on a journey of self-discovery to self-realization? So that and and all you do is you facilitate. You don't consult. You don't advise. You 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 let them come up with the answer. All you all you really do is facilitate. Yep. And we could talk about that maybe in the next one. Yeah. You, one after that, you're an executive coach. Let's just talk about that in the next podcast. All right. It's a deal, man. Cool. Executive coaching. All right. Thanks. All right, and, Rob. Uh, where, where do people get a hold of you? Um. Rob at mrfairfax.com. You've got you've got some great blogs going. You've got some great podcasts you're doing on your own. Rob at MRFairfax.com and it's website's MRFairfax.com, right? Right on, man. Talk soon. See you next week. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.